0: we're talking again and today I'm really excited about our conversation one because we're planning this trip we're planning the next retreat uh and we've been working together on it for the last month or so and we finally get to share uh share with people what it is and then two I'm really excited because we're going to start talking about some of like the bigger reasons why these trips matter and honestly they've had so much impact on on me and i'm sure you can agree with that too like you've done things that really left a left a mark um so i'm curious what your opinion is and and actually first you can reintroduce yourself it's been a while since you were on the show yeah and and, and then also yeah what's what's your opinion as to why it's important for men to uh get outside and and uh challenge themselves
1: oh yeah so Really, I can be summed up in that I'm a lifelong five year old boy. <laughs> that's you know that's what I get. I get told all the time, We're like that, and that's why when I come up when I'm at men's retreats, there's always like two or three guys who come up to me and they're like, "Hey Ben, get, can you teach me how to play?" Because at some point, we at some point we we unlearn that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we think we've oh no no we got to be productive, disciplined. I'm going to read all of tim ferris's books and that's all well and good and the that's only part of it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know it can be summed up and i have a a buddy who he asked he had the, he likes to ponder the deep philosophical questions and he asked his son he's like he, who's like you know two he's like hey uh do you think we we carry on our, our memories from our past lives into our next ones and the kid looked up at him and goes dad can we go play and like that that sums up the issue right there is like men are focused so focused on like provide for the family be productive get 10k months passive income and we forget to have fun in the process
0: yeah so and and as a dad it's it's really uh you get caught up in that stuff and forget, Hey, I'm supposed to be a parent or a, you know, there's a, there's a bigger reason why I wanted to have this success in the first place.
1: Yeah. And that's really like, that's, that's the role I serve in, uh, with, with all the clients that I work with and I've worked with a broad range. Um, and it, it always come back, comes back to some element of, they forgot how to have fun. Mm. So that's the role that I serve. That's, that's me in a nutshell. Um, and, you know, coming back to the this adventure retreat, the number one reason why it's so important for men to do have experiences like this is that if you dropped off 90, 90% of men, if you dropped them off in the wilderness alone, they wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't know how to get back home. They wouldn't know how to take care of anyone who was with them. And as we've seen, you know, in the last two years, anything can happen. <laughs> and that, you know, that's been a, a lot, a big wake up call. Like I've, I've been on, like, I'll, I work with a lot of dads and I'll, I'll get on, on coaching calls, um, intro calls with them. And they say like, yeah, I really want to get in shape. Cause you know, the apocalypse could happen any day. And I got to make sure I can protect my kids. And, you know, you have I don't know if anyone's read The Stand by Stephen King, but it's essentially what we experienced. A, a flu wipes out the population and then people have to move into these caravans and they drive around. And you can see in the book the people with like the outdoor experience, the people with those skills, they're the ones who succeed they're the ones who turn, who, who survive that phase and the ones who don't have a lot of problems or they end up not making it. And, you know, th- there's that like a lot of men, they, the thing is they want to be able to provide for their family. And that's very honorable. And I totally agree with that. And you got to think about what's involved in that. It's not just, making sure they've got a roof over their head. What if the roof goes away?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting, uh, like point of view with, with that question you just asked, what does it mean to provide? And, and I imagine, and, you know, I, I remember growing up and watching like silly TV shows about, uh, I don't, I don't remember what channel it would be on, but TV shows about survivalists or uh, people who are preppers for the uh, for the end of the world right um, doomsday preppers and there there was like a, this implanted idea that those people were just nuts right <laughs> conspiracy theorists and now also and now like you know i in, in my 30s uh, I'm realizing like oh <laughs> they got it figured out <laughs> they have some things figured out Um, and, and they also, there's this idea of like preparation there and what it means to be prepared. It really depends on what you expect to happen. And like you said, we've been shown countless times in the last few years that (laughs) what we expect and what actually is happening or it's pretty separate separated pretty far off so it would be wise to start exploring other possibilities i think about it as this like um you know what if uh what if the uh supply chain just changes if we no longer have goods and services that we used to how will you adapt and overcome these pro- these challenges it could be as simple as that Hey my my internet went out for like an hour earlier today and i freaked out <laughs> right but well, you know i was prepared to handle that right and figure out a different way to continue to work that's uh what do you think is the cause back to your original point i want to dissect what you said a little bit what's what do you think is the cause for that like loss of play For people to not, for people to like lose that part of themselves or forget. Why do they forget?
1: They they forget because we like send kids to school where you're told this grade is the only thing that matters.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I've, I've worked with so many people who have like, they have issues in adulthood because of that, where. Like they're they're afraid to create anything on their own,
2: yeah.
1: or they don't they can't judge if anything they've made is good because they didn't get a grade for it. They didn't get a number assigned to it. And the again, the like the stem fields too get way overvalued, and then the arts are severely undervalued, which I think is really interesting because when When people then do have the the time to go, okay, let's go do something fun, you know they don't go and study trigonometry mm, right. they go to a movie or they go see a play, they go enjoy the arts and those the, those in schools they get so undervalued
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that people then learn that oh, this fun and play aren't important. Mm when, in fact, they are vital for, for human development.
0: I think it's required, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's I, even I, I studies, they did studies of uh, bears in Alaska, and yeah. they found that the bears who played the most had uh, higher survival rates. Hmm. They also did a study of death row inmates where they found that the majority of them had not been played with when they were kids. So it's like you you don't really need more clear clear <laughs> evidence than that for like why, for why it's so important. Yeah. But we get we get this tunnel vision on like the grade and making sure my my business is set up and oh I got to go hard and work 60-hour weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know I don't I don't work at a Monday to Friday company. And you know what you got to think about what's all that money actually for? Mm-hmm. you know whereas I, I look at it now like with my life if I won the lottery today I wouldn't change a damn thing
0: I think so it's maybe a, I'd have a cooler it's a social house Social status thing man yeah I think that's what it what it uh where it derives from is the this uh and also like as you get into certain jobs you adopt certain lifestyles and you assume that that's the way that you have to live because you have a certain role in in or position in the world i see it a lot with uh you know and it, just an example is is lawyers when uh, when people go into that they adopt the the lifestyle of a lawyer which is nonstop work and always being available and always being um uh, ready to uh you know ready to sit on a phone call for hours and hours and and give up a lot of things so you can make a ton of money. But what are you giving up, right? What are you giving up for that? And what I notice is, and this is really interesting, is um, people like that have like children inside of them, right? They're still kids at heart. Uh, it's just a matter of when they're, un- when they're in the right environment, right? So you-, you take them, you unplug them from their current environment that's supporting all of these behaviors and like lifestyles and habits and whatever it is and you place them into into nature for a couple of days detached from other things and it starts to come out right that playful soul comes out that um go it it, you know it gets suppressed and what i what i think is is what happens here is you know when we get into routines and habits that it just our focus narrows because it's easier that way when the, the the brain doesn't have to spend so much energy on frivolous things like like the arts like creativity when you have systems and processes you can follow and and the thing that's like staring at you in the face which is the debt that you've acquired and now you have to pay it off right so <laughs> And then also the um, responsibility of caring for a family. These are burdening and and also they, they narrow the focus. And so when you take steps away from that, you start to discover again that, oh, you have creativity. You have joy still inside of you. You have, um, it, what's the word I'm looking for? An imagination. Yeah. Which is where, honestly, most of my best ideas came from. is like time separated from my normal environment where, uh, where I'm forced to, I'll use the word forced, where I'm forced to uh, get outside my comfort zone. That's when ideas get created, I think. Or uh, you have time to reflect. Some doses of reality come in.
1: Yeah, it's, you, you have to be able to get, get out of your environment. Because we're humans are creatures of habit. So if you're trying to, you know, have a have a brainstorming session on some new idea, but you're sitting in your office again, that's the same place where you get on really long, boring Zoom meetings, then you're you're like that's not going to be an environment conducive to creative ideas. Mm -hmm. That's why whenever whenever I have someone do a vision casting, it's always go find a park bench somewhere. Yeah. Go sit under a tree somewhere completely different because you can use the outside environment to cue what's going on on the inside environment. And that's why I love backpacking for that very reason, because you, you get out somewhere you you've never been before you get the, you get the hard physical challenge aspect. Yeah. And I find You know, when you have, when you have your focus set on this hard that hard physical challenge, you can't have other thoughts
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like that, that, that random day-to-day stress stuff, it, it goes away because there's no room for it because you got to be focused on this pack on your back and making sure you can get up this mountain.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The bullshit goes away. And yeah, and what I also notice in these situations, and this is uh, this is something I, I I had a bit of an experiment uh, when I was on my last when on the last fit for adventure and the last retreat, I, I had this theory that when we put people into these situations and give them a target, give them a goal like getting to a summit, right? Um, things will be exposed that we can then like, uh, dig into, right. One, one of those things is your go-to like style, your go-to leadership style, for example, is going to come out when you're under stress, when you have a goal and when you're working on a team. And most people haven't met that person in a while. It's, it's been a long time. So to give people an opportunity to, uh, to see what that's like again, with some intention, right? Hey, like, pay attention to this. Um, that that's something that I find interesting, and that proved to be true. Right, that that theory proved to be true. Like these things got exposed, um, and then also when you're in these situations and you're you're stressed out, you're doing something hard, other stuff comes up too, right? Right, other uh behaviors and patterns that people often overlook that have a really big impact on like how they uh present themselves and it might be the things holding them back so it's like it's an opportunity to really um really make some personal like transformation
1: what's an example of that that you saw on the last retreat
0: Mm, that's a really good question Mm, give me a second to think there were, there were a few, like, really amazing moments. Yeah, so um, I'll tell you about this one guy that came. His name is Austin. Um, Austin Galloway, cool dude. And um, he he came on this adventure. He came on this trip because he was really looking to get to know other people like him, right? Like-minded entrepreneurs, people who... Um, could support him because what he had at home um, or where he was, he actually is traveling right now. He lives in a travel trailer on the road with his wife. Um, but the people around him were not as supportive or understanding of his like mission, right? Plus he's a solo entrepreneur. He was mostly uh, alone on it in his work. So he was looking for this supportive group. Um, and the first day was... Um, was when we climbed up the 14er. and I was just getting to know these guys. I was just getting to know Austin um, and getting to know what he w- what his goals were and um, what his roadblocks were so we could like work through some of these things. I also wanted to make sure that you had an awesome time, right? Uh, so we started this hike. It was like 4:30 in the morning. and no earlier than that, we got onto the trail at, at 4:30. So we we started this hike, um, and first thing in the morning, I realized this guy had so much energy and so much like passion. He was like excited, ready to go, motivating the the rest of the group. Really, just um, really just like a, a good light of energy. And we get onto the trail, and you know we're exhausted. The day before was a long day of travel, um, and it's a it's about a six mile hike with Five thousand feet of elevation gain, um, and if you know anything about being at high elevation, it gets harder as you go higher, right? Um, he he hadn't been up that high, so you know he was struggling already with the altitude, um, and the whole time just smiling face, uh, walking uh, at his comfortable pace, and no pressure to like go any faster or slower, and uh, and really just he was taking it all in, and I noticed this. Anyway, at one point I got ahead of him. Um, We were about a thousand feet from the summit, maybe an hour or so climbing. I was ahead of him and I stopped to take a break with one of the other guys. We were waiting for the rest of the group to catch up. And I looked down and I noticed he's talking to this girl and, and then they hug. And then uh, I didn't think anything of it. He met up with the rest of the group. We kept going higher. We make it to the summit. Um, you know, celebratory uh, moment there. Um, by the way, when you when you get up on top of one of these mountains, it's like uh, an incredible feeling, and um, first time for him and the rest of the group. And just watching their like faces like light up when they finally saw like they didn't have to go up anymore. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh because it kind of levels out at the at the peak um and then you get to the real summit part right so it's just like straight and they're high-fiving and smiling and cheering it's, it's beautiful so uh, anyway we sit down for a while we take a break and up comes this girl um you know toward the summit and they look at each other and and he's like come here give me a give me a hug you did amazing and this twice this was like awesome. So I asked like, Hey, what was that about? Um, Random hug. That's cool. And then he told me what happened. Uh, So he was walking up, um, you know, at his pace and saw this girl sitting on the side of the mountain by a rock. And, and she was crying and um, she was there alone. She told him she had a tough week and it was really important for her to get on this hike and uh she was thinking about turning around and giving up she was she was struggling hard with the altitude stress was overcoming her and he uh he went into coach role and smiled and gave her a few words of encouragement and then uh and then hugged it out and then you know she made it to the summit and it was a really like beautiful moment man to observe this and and it was when i realized okay he's he's really the type of person that cares about people so that's a that's a really selfless act right um and as he was describing what he was thinking doing this he said, I usually would not have done that. But something about being up here and like experiencing this same, like the same thing, I was like, I just felt what she felt like in that same moment. And uh, yeah, I imagine he'll, he'll never forget that <laughs> and, and walk away with that as a realization that, hey, that's, that actually could be part of who he is, you know? Um, next time I talk to him, actually, I want to, I want to get his insight on, on like what's happened since then, because I might've felt that more than he did. Who knows? But it was, it was moments like that. Um, I really got to witness people, uh, step into this role that they wanted to play, you know? And, uh, and for some reason we're not, and it could be, I don't know if it's fear, like it's holding people back or just not knowing that you, you are capable of something or, um, I'm not sure.
1: I wonder, so what comes to mind with that is the the power of intention. Yeah. You know, I, I imagined that all the, all the men on that retreat had some intention around bringing out the best in themselves. Yeah. And you know, yeah, it'd be nice if we all did that all the time in our day-to-day life. And it's not going to happen every time. Right. But when when you when you have an event like this, an adventure like this, where you have an intention like that set, mm-hmm. you're going to see opportunities. Yeah. Those opportunities are going to be there. So, you know, he said, I don't usually do this. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important for, for any man listening this to, to consider is what's the thing that you don't usually do. Ooh. Cause that's probably what you should be doing. What, what, what if my mentors said this, when he started his personal development journey, He's like, yeah, you know, I realized it was in a lot of patterns, So when I'd get in a situation, I'd think, huh, what would I usually do? And then I'd do the opposite. (laughs) So you you like that's what's great about adventures like this is it it places opportunities Mm. in front of you for for you to show up. Right. And you get get to take that home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. The, um, when these opportunities show up and you have the people behind you, like the men around you, um, who let's face it, we're men. We're gonna to wanna to show each other up somehow. Um, I imagine being in that environment, they're like, there's there's a little boost of testosterone. Hey, great. You're willing to do things you wouldn't normally do. Um, And since we're setting intentions, it's not like you're doing anything stupid. So (laughs) Um, and also since we're creating this space where men are supporting other men, we there is room for that because we will fucking celebrate it. You know, it's 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 rare to, to be celebrated for simple acts of kindness. And, and sometimes I see that like, that's a little bit of validation. It's like, yeah, I did the right thing and I got acknowledged. So that means I can continue to do that thing. And sometimes, I mean, I, I, I've experienced this myself, you know, you do things for other people or you, and, and you don't expect anything in return, right? There's, there's no like uh, forced expectation. And although it feels good sometimes to be acknowledged and it feels good to be pushed and challenged. And for someone uh, to say, "Hey, why'd you do that?" Right? I imagine most of the time people don't think it through; they just act, and they act out of uh, because it's just the way they, they've always done things. So having the having the other the group of people around you is 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 huge. I made a I made a post about this. Yesterday, I made my Instagram and I sent it out in, a, in this email uh, to my email list, um, just like a, it was like a journal entry on, you know, how for a very long time, uh, you know, I, I, spent, I spent eight years in the, in the CrossFit industry, um, owning uh, and running three different programs, three different gyms. Before that I was a, a swim instructor, a swim coach, and um, I worked at a, at a summer camp. So I've been coaching for 15 to 17 years. And um, and I had this idea, I mean, it, it's been coming up a lot, but I had it, I wrote it down yesterday. And it's, it's this like curse that I've assigned to being in service of other people. Um, I've, I've always had a job where uh, my responsibility was other people's success, right? Teaching, coaching, whatever it was. And in that process, there were a lot of times where I uh, neglected myself. Um, I realized I had very, very, very few friends, uh, especially male friends. Most of my friends were my wife's friends. Uh, And they're all amazing. I wanted my own, right? I wanted guy friends, right? So I had very few real friends because all the people I spent time with were clients um, or members of the gym or whatever. And hey, there's a professional boundary and my focus is on their problems all the time, right? So, you know, that was one thing, few friends. And then the other thing is, you know, I'd go to work every day and wear this mask because I had this uh, saying, this mantra that was leave your shit at the door. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter that you had a bad day. What matters is the, that person's, that member's experience, that hour, that day, whatever, which yes, 100%, right? If you wanna grow a, a, a community-based business like that, yes. Um, and it's exhausting and I'd get home at the end of the day Uh, sometimes not even at the end, like in the middle of the day and just have this emotional exhaustion when I would shut down, not talk to people, not, you know, not communicate well with my, my family. And it, it was draining, man. So in these, you know, two, with these two like problems, I noticed I felt really alone, even though I was surrounded by thousands of people, right. Over the years, right. People that I got to know really well. And what I noticed is where I did feel a, uh, a rejuvenation, right, was when I was with people outside. Um, when I was, uh, I started taking friends on hikes. Um, I started um, going on like short trips with people weekend trips and, um, and then eventually longer trips. And just to introduce people to the outdoors for the first time, uh, felt it filled my cup, yes, selfishly. Um, I felt amazing, I learned so much, I, I'm always learning. And then two, I noticed in uh, all the other people that I brought, they, they were experiencing essentially the same thing. There was something missing and they had devoted their life to something or committed a lot of their energy to something. Um, and in that process gave something up, something was missing and they were able to discover that, um, you know, using outdoors as a vehicle. And I think to be honest, more importantly, it's using, uh, the group of people they're with. And then the the fact that they're, uh, challenging themselves, that's the real vehicle. The outdoors part is, is just what makes it beautiful in photos and stuff, you know, Yeah. Uh, I like to say that it it uh it amplifies the opportunity for it, you know.
1: Yeah, what what comes to mind with all this, like like the especially the point about you know not not having close friends. Yeah. Is I think about the some statistic where the, the vast majority of men over 50 don't have a single close male friend they can go to.
0: <sighs> that hurts, man.
1: Yeah. And then think you think about the stereotype of a 50 to 60 year old man, it's like ah, right get off my lawn, you know.' <laughs> wonder why that is, yeah. huh? You know, and and what I like in this, and why it's so important to have a group and to put them in a challenging situation, is the you know, the origin of the, of the word competition.
0: No, tell me,
1: competeer, mm. which means to journey or to strive together. So you, you can't know how fast you can run. You can't know how strong you actually are until you've got someone right next to you who's just as fast, if not a little faster. Right. And you need that. Like I think about when I, when I ran high school track, you know, I set all my PRs at track meets because
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was the fastest kid on the team So I needed somebody faster in order to pull me along. And that's what, you know, what, like you were saying earlier, when you get a group of guys together, we're going to try and like show each other up a little bit, testosterone and all that. But that's part of it is you're, you're trudging along. And maybe if you were alone in the middle of the woods with a 30 pound, 40 pound backpack on, maybe you'd stop, or maybe you'd, you turn around or take more breaks. But when you're with a group and the whole group is going, that's when you find that extra 5% Mm -hmm.
2: that
1: you didn't know was there because it's the group is calling you forward. The group is calling the best out of you. Mm -hmm. And men need that because we do tend to go into our holes. And like, oh, I'm just going to tunnel vision, work, 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 work. And we forget about all of those other, you know, like soft things that, that get, that get undervalued, like community, like having a man who you can have a really honest hug from. Oh man. (laughs) That's, that's the best.
0: Yeah. I've had some of the best hugs from some of my male friends at this point
1: yeah and you know what i i can i can tell when i go to hug a guy how often he hugs other men Mm. because it's usually like a like an awkward one arm kind of like more like a pat on the back yeah Whereas i'm I'm going in like full like i'm i'm prepared to take a big breath when we're gonna hug like all of that and like you can see like it's those little things Mm -hmm. where you go what what else is 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 missing here like if this man isn't comfortable hugging another man, mm. what's going on there and that that's why it's so important to bring men into groups like this and to go <clears throat> to go do some hard shit together, yeah because there's there's so many lessons and self discoveries that happen when <clears throat> you put a group of men together to do that
0: mm-hmm. yeah and And if you want to be a person who does hard things, you know. That's that's a. That for me, that this is something else I was reflecting on, man, is the legacy I want to leave behind, Um, especially now as a dad. um, My son's about to be one. And I remember right before he was born, I started to think really deeply about what that legacy is going to be and, and who he's going to, what he's going to remember me as, you know? And, you know, those first like few years of a child's life are formative in especially in their, uh, their uh, behaviors and their, uh, their patterns and things like that. And also in their understanding of like how the world works. They get a snapshot in like the first eight years, and then they carry that into the next eighty, right? And if that's true, right, whatever it, it might be partially true, and and there's ways to you know dig in and manipulate it, and also like you get, it's a good place to start, right? So I I remember a year ago when my son was about to be born, I thinking to myself, well, how do I want to be perceived, and what kind of life do I want? That my my child, I didn't know he was a boy or a girl, but what do I want my child to experience? Um, so that in 50 years, he can look back and say, "Man, I'm really happy that we lived the life that we did, Dad. Thank you." Um, and and I'm I I can think that far out because I'm nuts, right? I think about my deathbed sometimes, right? 50 years from now, that'll be. Cool. It, it's i think it's interesting to think about once in a while selling yourself short just yeah. 50 years from now 80 82 uh yeah you're 107 <laughs> um the the point is though like to to have these like little moments of like hey what what is he gonna say about me when i'm you know when i'm at that age and honestly this all came to me not because i'm some like like spiritual uh enlightened some somebody i uh, i was having a conversation with my dad and my dad is 60 something years old, 61. Uh, He's been, uh, he's been sedentary for a while and overweight, diabetic, not, he, he let himself go. And I wonder uh, oftentimes why, because I remember him as something different. I remember him as outgoing and strong and capable and, and now he's frail and it's, it saddens me, you know? And I was reflecting on this and said, and I told him straight up, like, hey, I remember you as this. And I think it would be so cool to be able to do that again, right? <laughs> we used to take hunting trips together or hang out in the woods when I was, when I was really young. And uh, I made him a bet. I said, if you lose a hundred pounds, I'm gonna take you hunting in Alaska. We're gonna do it. We'll see what happens. Um, He's actually down, I think, 60 pounds in the last uh, year or so. so oh, hell yeah. yeah. He's made some changes. He had some health scares. Um, hey, he recently went on a men's trip, believe it or not. Uh, he found a group of guys that he uh, connected with, and he's really into uh, ham radio operation, which is this really niche thing, right? Um, he builds radios and can talk to people all over the world. Anyway, they traveled to the... The furthest possible island in the Aleutian Islands in Alaska, the most remote place you could think of, and built a radio station for a week. He did this like a couple of weeks ago, and he comes back and he's calling me brother, which is weird. <laughs> and and he's like, um, he's telling me, he's like, oh, we were there for eight days. It was like being with a little family. It was so great. And he's and I'm like, you remind me of a child right now, and I fucking love it. It's great. When's the next trip? <laughs> you know, because you got to have another one on the horizon. Um, and on that topic, uh, something that happens on these trips is you, you, you learn a lot about yourself, and then a couple weeks later, sometimes you get back into your routines. And I've been contemplating recently, like how can uh, how can we integrate the uh, the lessons and the evolutions and and also give people this some ways to uh, stay connected to that person they get to meet you know on these trips
1: mm. yeah if, when it comes to integration you know, a lot of people want to want to do like the big things like oh I'm going to quit my job sell all my possessions I'm going to live in a van <sighs> that's all I'm going to do And I think that's great. That's fun. That's pretty much what I did. And I worked myself up to that with really small steps. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, um, I'm going to immediately go work in the wilderness. It was, okay, I'll, I'll work from a park today. Yeah. Or, oh, I've got, uh, I've got the ability to go up to my parents' Vermont house for a five day weekend. Yeah, I'll go do that. Spur the moment. And it's 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 the little things like that when you stack them on top of each other. Yeah. Like I in these situations I always ask someone what is the smallest action yeah. you can take. And we'll talk about the big stuff later, but what I want to know is what is the smallest thing you can do? Is it, you know, yeah. oh, well I'm I'm going to warm up my joints every day. Yeah. Or I'm going to make a point to schedule play into my week. I've I came out of a really transformative men's retreat where my action was to practice magic tricks once a week. That was, that was the whole thing. Practice magic, you know, and it's like things like that are, are what lead to like, those big moments you realize, Holy shit, my entire, I'm behaving like an entirely different person. Yeah.
0: It all starts with that one little thing. Yeah. I I have a story about that quick one. Actually I have this client, uh, in my group program and it's, he's, uh, he's got a construction company up in uh, the Boston area and, uh, he's mostly on his own. He has a couple of guys that he works with or that work with him and, uh, he also has a lot of hobbies that he neglected over the years, and also some he wanted to start, one of them being learning to play the guitar. And, you know, we get on a coaching call, and it's not about, you know, playing the guitar at all, but I noticed there's a guitar behind him. And so I ask about it. And uh, we get into it. He said he wants to learn how to play. And I ask, How often? How often do you pick it up? You know? And uh, the first thing he says is, Well, I. When I when I started, I told myself I'd play for an hour a day. I'm like, yeah, how'd that work out? How many days, how many uh days did you make it? And it was like I imagined, uh, zero. Um he, you know, he'd pick it up for a couple of minutes once in a while. Uh so anyway, we we figured out this this way of implementing playing the guitar. Uh, because he said it was important. He loved music and he used to be a musician, so he wanted to get back into it. Uh, it would you know, help him stay more creative. There's a lot of reasons that's valuable as a business owner. Uh, so my the action we came up with was, hey, every time you walk into the room where that guitar is, you pick it up and strum the same chord five times and put it down and i want you to stop there right and and a week later we came back we get on a we get on a group call and he shares a win and he's like i've played guitar more in the last week than in the last 5 years and uh and what he found was every time he picked it up and he strum strummed one chord he's like fuck how can i not keep playing right and so suddenly this guy who was like a little stern and uh uh and very focused on his work, had this ease about him and, uh, and felt it and notably felt it in, in a week. And that's a simple example. Um, another thing, and this is something I do, I like to talk about is what I call a micro adventure, which is it could be like, you know, two minutes or it could be a day or two or a couple of days. Um, and I try to insert a micro adventure into every single day at some point. Today it was, uh, I drove down to the beach nearby, which is uh, just a couple of minutes away. I brought my mace, I swung it for 20 minutes, and then I drove home. And that was a little micro adventure for me. And sometimes it's walking through the woods. Sometimes it's walking in a circle around my house if I don't have that much time. And sometimes it's a, a weekend impromptu trip to climb a 14er in Colorado because Hey, we got three days. What do you want to do, right? That's happened. Um, So I invite people to try that. See, like you said, see where you can do the smallest possible thing or um, insert something into your day that's a taste of what you want uh, and challenge yourself to do that frequently, (laughs) right? What I notice is as you start doing things like this, you start realizing You're not giving up so much. You're actually gaining a ton more. And a lot of times, you know, there's the fear of uh, taking time off to go and prance around in the woods for five or six days with a bunch of men and, you know, sing campfire songs and uh, talk about feelings, right? There's some hesitation to that. And what I like to think and uh, challenge people with is, you know, what have you got to lose? Mm -hmm. What if if you already feel like something is missing, this could be it. Right. And it also could create an opportunity for like that next phase in your life, which could be 10 times better than the one you have now, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as in the human body. The pain isn't the problem. Hmm. You know, if you've got if your elbow hurts, it's probably something going on with your shoulder, which is actually probably something going on with your back, which I imagine I could relate down to someone's hip. So, yeah, let's fix your elbow by moving your hip. If you're if you're going around your life and you're like you're like frustrated all the time, your energy is low, like the answer isn't isn't that like that linear thing that you think it is. You know, it's it's. You need to play the guitar for five minutes a day.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: need like take take a break and go for a trail run, and that could completely reset everything. Where now you can come back and you could sit down to that that same task that made you want to tear your hair out is mm-hmm. suddenly manageable again. The task didn't change, and you didn't do some you know super fancy habit hacking <laughs> or, or or biohacking to get to suddenly get more effective you took a break and went for a walk
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or like took a break and wrestled your dog or wrestled your son you know it's the those things are what's actually going to move the needle yeah and that's why we got it we get men out here away from all the all the productivity hacks away from all the biohacking so that (laughs) we can we can simplify it all yeah and go. Let let's have some fun. Let's reset, mm-hmm. and then you'll have you'll come back totally fresh, and you'll know how to recreate that in your daily life and take those micro adventures like you were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, I think the it's the best biohack. <laughs> it's, and it's really the anti hack. It's it's just going back to the roots of what it means to be a human being. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of power to that and a lot to it that people are, are not seeing and, and to, to, you have, you got to experience it. Don't take my word for it <laughs> Right, get outside, go, go spend an hour in nature, right? Go explore that park nearby that you've
1: never been to. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if everyone listening to this podcast did one thing, mm. I, I invite you all to 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 take a a 1 hour break in the middle of your work day find somewhere in nature and go for a jog yes no no set distance no set pace run as fast as you want i like to imagine when i'm on these runs i i play the formula 1 commentators in my head <laughs> and imagine that i'm like the lewis hamilton of trail running oh man it's really, really fun. Um, and, and I tend to run a lot faster when I do that.
0: Yes. I imagine we that.
1: <laughs> do that, do that one thing. Yeah. That one thing from listening to this podcast and that's going to completely transform how you approach your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do it, just tag us. That would be cool. Uh, yes.
1: Yes, please. I would love to celebrate that with
0: you. Um, we can get a hashtag going micro adventure. That one works.
1: Oh yeah,
0: or, uh, or fit for adventure. Um, yeah, I love that man. I want to talk about the trip itself. I want to talk about what people can expect from this because it's quite different from my last one. And uh, and for the people who were uh, who were uh, paying attention in the last couple of months, they saw what we did, what I did last time. Um, this one is entirely reimagined, and um, not just because it's in a different location. There's there's a lot more uh, on the back end happening and a lot more uh, uh, yeah it's different so yeah three it's longer we added a day so it's uh, five total nights and the first three nights are under the stars and I think that's amazing it's uh, in one of the one of the most like spectacular places in the whole country too. I I really think uh, Olympic National Park is a, the hidden gem of all these national parks. It's it's usually the least crowded, at least in my experience. Um, I went there the last time I went there. We were the only ones in the park. Like the the parking lot was empty on a Saturday. It, there happened to be forest fires all over Washington, and you couldn't see anything. But okay. <laughs> um, I've been there when it's, when you can see things and it's amazing, right? So you got the, the ocean to the West and then a beach and then some, a mile or two of rainforest and then these mountains <laughs> and you're in it and you're close, to, you know, to, to all of it. And, uh, it creates so much energy, man. You can, you can really, uh, you really get connected to nature out there. Um, And I'm so excited because I'm bringing you along, and yeah, your energy I imagine is going to really like amplify it all. That's that's what I uh, when I when I thought about like when I thought about asking you to to help with this. That's what I was imagining. Was imagining um, a lot more playfulness (laughs) and and exactly what you described when we started talking before, like uh, people feeling that, sensing it, you know. yeah so we'll we'll be backpacking have you been backpacking there by the way or
1: yeah yeah i did enchanted valley there last year that was last year nice yeah
0: yeah we uh we're still we're still deciding on the 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 specific location we will be camping at um but between the two options they're like uh about you know in what we get, it's really similar. It's just a matter of like convenience, I think. Um, but yeah, we'll hike in and then spend uh, spend three nights out in uh, in you know what we could call a base camp and explore the park from there. So um, I was going through the itinerary. One of those days, we'll we'll have time to you know get in a lake, swim around, um, explore like this this lake area. Um, another day, get up onto mountain summit uh, or multiple because of the way that mountains are out there. We'll see. And, and in all that time, learn wilderness, outdoor skills, survival skills, navigation, and then practice the things that uh, we just talked about, right? The communication skills, our uh, leadership skills, things like that. Um cook our own food, you know, sleep in tents, enjoy stories around the campfire and have a good time. Yeah,
1: there'll definitely be a magic show.
0: A magic show. There will
1: be a magic show.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. And then the and then we'll hike out and there's two nights uh in an Airbnb. Or uh yeah, two nights in the Airbnb. And what I imagine is those first three nights is where we're gonna Learn these skills, these outdoors skills that I think people should have. We talked about that before, too. Um, They're really valuable skills, Um, especially if you intend on taking people outside or just doing this stuff as a hobby once in a while. It'll be great to learn how to build a shelter, how to find your way in the dark with no compass or how to uh, build a fire and um, things like that. And for the next two days right in the Airbnb, we're back to uh, a more reality-based environment. And that would be a great opportunity to uh, integrate things into real life. Take the lessons you learned up in the mountains and and then narrow down to, okay, what what am I gonna do uh, when I get back? You know, how does this apply to me and my family and my business? And uh, and really dive into uh, the person as well. Right. I'm thinking presentation skills and, uh, and things like that are going to be part of the, those, the final two days and uh, and some goal setting and setting some action items uh, that we can follow up on and keep people accountable on. And then also just having a really good time. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a really cool town we'll be in right outside the park and there's a lot to see and explore and we can play tourist for, for a little bit too. So between uh, the outdoors stuff, the personal development and professional development stuff, and then just fun and free time, it's going to be a really good balance of those three. And, uh, and I imagine, yeah, that people are really going to you know, take a lot away from this, man. Hmm. What would you add to that? Cause we're still, we're still figuring out the itinerary and specifics. Once we start to see the, like numbers come in, um, what would you add to the, the whole experience or is there something I missed?
1: You know, <clears throat> I think a lot of people come into experiences like this and like, there's that one thing that they're, they're afraid to face or they're afraid to tell someone mm. that they don't, they don't want to admit. They don't even really want to admit it to themselves, but they know it's there. Put that on the table when, when you come to this. Because, you know, I, I, I love playing. Yeah, fun is the point. Absolutely, and you got you gotta play all out and and that means you gotta say that thing that you've been afraid to say and i'm I'm gonna hold someone's feet to the fire, maybe literally about you know taking that action that they're afraid to take because mm. that's. That's the, like the beauty of competeer with a group of men like this is as soon as you say that thing, you know, there's going to be nine other guys cheering you on to do that thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. Imagine, imagine as, you know, as scared as you are holding, holding that little thing so close Imagine if you had a group of men there who were smiling with open arms and, and ready to support you to make that thing happen. That's what you're going to find at this retreat. Mm. So bring all of it, bring all of it. You think it's too silly? Try me. You know, I got on a call with, with someone for a coaching program once and it was a business coaching program. And I thought, oh, I'm going to set a goal about his coaching business and stuff. And he, so I was like, so what goal do you want to set? And he's like, well, uh, in 10 years, I want to be a black belt in Kung Fu. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, that's got nothing to do with this program, but let's do it. Because it actually probably has everything to do with the program. Mm-hmm. So whatever that thing is, we want to know. And really, we only want the people who are willing to put that on the table.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to mention is you're going to be able to do that because the, you're with the right people. And we're hand-selecting that, right? There's, uh, well, one, only a certain person is ready to do this, right? Or would want to do this. Um, and the type of people we're looking for so we can create that environment is people one like are uh, noticing that something is a ar- like something is off in their current environment and they're not sure what it is, right? It's, it could be an internal thing, it could be an external thing, or they are sure what it is, uh, and they haven't figured out a solution yet, right? So that's that's like the main thing here. Um, pe- the people coming all have that in common right? They're looking for something different, whether or not they know what that is and an opportunity to find it. Right. And these people are also, um, already committed to self-improvement. Like they've tried some stuff, right. They have, uh, they've, they've made it pretty far, right. And they're looking for more. And I like to say that, you know, once you realize that you've, you're the smartest person in the room, we'll find a different room. And that's, that might be where people are at is they've gotten to this level of success and then realize that the, what's going to get them to where they want to be and where, you know, what separates them from that, where they are now is, uh, is the environment they're in and uh, some missing piece, something they have to do. And then they have to be ready and willing to work hard, right? Cause we're going to be working hard. it's, it's it's not easy to carry 30 to 40 pounds on your back, uh, to care for yourself and your team and cook your own food and make sure there's firewood and make sure that your tent is set up and, uh, make sure that everyone else is feeling good. And we're all feeling supported and also hold space for this personal development stuff. It's hard. And then, Hey, go climb mountains and jump in that cold water or something like that. Like this stuff is is difficult and so we ask that you are uh, honest with your physical assessment right and and also be ready to to challenge yourself be ready to work really hard um and and also to that like be ready to do work um be ready to pitch in um you're you're paying for this event and part of the part of the process and part of the experience is is doing the actual work of uh you know, being part of a team. That means you're cooking, you are, uh, yeah, you're cooking, you're carrying food to, you know, up and down a mountain. You are uh, going to find firewood. You are organizing things with other people so that things can get done. We have exercises and challenges for you to um, see through that, that might challenge you in different ways. So be ready for these things. And if you're not, like, if that's not for you, then easy. Right. Um, if you're curious though, you're like, not sure. Well, then we'll make it easy. You can get on a call with, with us. And, and we can talk through it. I, I imagine it's for some people, a, a big commitment. Um, either financially to invest in something like this to take the time off or it's a big commitment because it's just something they've never done before like never gone out on a trip with strangers that could be weird at you know at first (laughs) give it like an hour though when you're there and and it won't be weird anymore (laughs) it'll be all good Um, I think we we covered a lot here. We covered a lot of of, uh, information. Like just the first half of this was a a good wake up call for some people to get out and play and, uh, you know, give themselves some space to think. And uh, people only take that from this. That's awesome. If people are interested in the in the event, it's September 27th to October 2nd. And yeah, you fly into Seattle. Or drive if you're close. It's up to you, and uh, we'll pick you up at the airport, and get settled in, um, in the park, and and drop you off when we leave. It's that simple. Everything is in, is included. Um, you need some gear. We've got a gear list, a packing list, and uh, what to expect guide uh, that you could that you could download, or I could send to you. Um, And if you're interested, it's uh, mysummit.academy slash adventure. And that's where you could get the information and sign up. And I think we could give a discount for listeners too, right? Why not? Uh, So if you use the code EARLY15 when you check out, you get 15% off, which is huge. I mean, I think that can cover some people's flight, right? So it ends up balancing out. And uh, that's all, man. What would you add to, to finish this off, man? What are you excited about? What are you excited about? Oh,
1: man, about? I'm excited to play in the woods with my bros.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: That's the thing. Like, spontaneous games, a tag on the trail, <laughs> camp shenanigans. I'm yeah. definitely going to pretend to be a bear and scare the bejesus out of somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked for this. And the, above all, I found that like whenever I go to an event like this, There's like the moments where there's facilitation and all of that, that those are great. And the real magic happens in those moments in between. Yeah. And I, you know, I love to, I don't make those happen. They just happen. And that's my favorite part of these events. So I'm really excited for whatever those moments are.
0: I like that, man. Love it. Thanks for chatting today. Appreciate it. And, uh, Hey guys, mysummit.academy slash adventure. Um, you click the, the apply for my spot button. It takes you to a, a short questionnaire and you book a call and we make sure it's right for you and uh, we'll see you there. That's it.
1: Yeah, Come play in the woods with us.